Welcome back to the second episode of Chatting About Chan. I'm your host, Ethan. I'm along with my co-host. Mason, hey guys. How you, do- how you doing, Mason? I'm doing well. I'm excited to get back at the Chatting About Chan. So am I. The movie that Mason and I watched for our, se- our second episode of Chatting About Chan is called Ding Tian Li Di, otherwise known in English, Fist of Anger. Uh, if you're f- just joining us for our podcast, this is Chatting About Chan, where Mason and I uh, both Jackie Chan lovers, we are going to watch every single movie that Jackie Chan has ever been in where he's billed as one of the main stars of the movie. If he has doesn't have a credited role, we're skipping it. Right, exactly. So today we're on to, we watched his first movie ever in our last episode where he was eight years old. And today we're watching um, one of his later films. He's been in a few at this point, but it came out in 1973. Um Mason, I don't even know where to start with this. It was a crazy movie. I loved it. Yeah, it's this movie's nuts, guys. Like, I don't even I don't know how to explain. So the gist of the film is so this came out in nineteen seventy three. It's basically about a Japanese occupation in China. And um, it's a very angry movie. <laughs> it has bare blown bare bones plot. So basically, essentially the movie opens and the all right, so the plot of the movie is Jackie Chan and is part of a group of uh, theater actors, Chinese opera, and the movie opens with some Japanese officers coming in and beating the crap out of everybody because it's illegal to, it's um, they're doing they're performing patriotic plays and that was illegal under the Japanese occupation. So Jackie Chan and his group of troubadours go to a town to hide out, I guess. So basically, the movie's about. These group of actors who are in this town, and uh, the town is under the control of the Japanese soldiers, and there are two Japanese soldiers who are kind of undercover and blending in, and then they get word of that these rebels are hiding out in the town, and action occurs. I thought Jackie was a group, uh, part of a group of rebels who are on their way to somewhere else to do a rendezvous with the rest of the rebels. Is that what it was? I w- <laughs> and they, he kind of, he he, they're kind of stationed. Him and his partner are stationed with these actors. Okay, I didn't catch that. And the actors and the rest of the town is being terrorized by the Japanese. Because oh, well, if, do you remember after the opening fight scene at the opera house? Uh, they just cut to him and the other guy walking down the road. They don't even show them leaving or the aftermath of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little. I was a little confused. Okay, I didn't catch that at all. This so unlike the last movie we watched, which had no subtitles and no English. This one had subtitles at least. Oh, mine was dubbed. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I had the subtitles. Interesting. Yeah. So mine was dubbed, and oh, also it's important to note that Jackie Chan is obviously very young, but also he is in a very supporting role. The guy who he is supporting is not nearly as charismatic or talented as Jackie. Even I, in this movie, Jackie, like, steals the show in every scene he's oh, in. Well, he plays, like, the young whippersnapper. Right. So Jackie's the young whippersnapper, and his friend, who's, like, the leader, the rebel leader, is uh, just a regular guy who knows Kung Fu. There's really nothing special about him. His name, the actor's name is Ching, is Ching Wong, and it's just like every time Jackie's on the screen, there's no comparison. So that's the gist of the film. It's just about these guys in a town, and literally, like, it's just a constant, repetitious back and forth of the rebels fighting the Japanese soldiers and just this violence. 
So I'm gonna go. There's more, like this. It's just I like that guy who's like the, he's like the lead of the police of the Japanese policeman, and he's like this real. Well, first off, there's like there's like the Japanese police captain or something who's like oh who or who's using a Chinese local, who hi, he gives this Chinese local guy two Japanese officers, and they're kind of undercover. He's like, if you see any rebels, like blend in and report them to me or arrest them, kill them or whatever. He so wants that, to clean up the the town and get rid of the troublemakers, the Chinese mm-hmm. troublemakers, basically. Exactly. So what happens is Jackie Chan and these guys are in town, and the movie is essentially a a propaganda film. Like there's just there's no question. It's, like many of Jackie Chan's films. Yeah, but I <laughs> I feel like this was I mean of course they're all on the nose, but this was just so this movie is filled with so much hatred towards the Japanese. But did you realize that this family would have probably been better off if? Jackie didn't show up at oh, the doorstep. Yeah, he, absolutely. Okay, they so they kind of brought on all the so trouble. <laughs> basically, the movie opens after the fight in the opera house and the introduction of the two Japanese soldiers going undercover. Jackie and his cohort are walking down a road, and there's a rickshaw guy who like kind of has a heart attack. So his granddaughter is like, "Oh, he helped. They helped the old man." And she goes, "Thank you for helping my grandfather. You do you need a place to stay?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, we don't have a place to stay." She says, "Come stay with us." So them and their group of other the other rebels, um, they all stay in this little area. It's not very clear, and from there it is um, discovered they the Jackie's friend, the leader guy, he makes it apparent that they're there, and the Japanese find out because he um, he pretends to be the rickshaw driver, which oh, is yeah. also not clear, and he's driving around a prostitute to some Japanese officers, and he says some really nasty stuff to her. And then she well, he t- dumps her out of the back of the rickshaw, right? What? The, yeah, he dumps. This, yeah, he literally dumps her the out of the back, at back of the rickshaw into a puddle. Then she tells the ja- when she gets to the Japanese officer, she's like, "Yeah, the rickshaw driver." How did she even tell? Did she know he was a rebel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. so. She's like just some. This Chinese sets the plot in motion. This. Is that then her pimp or whatever? They come and ask for money and beat up the old grandfather. And then the other guys, the Japanese guys, find out that they're the rebels, and it's literally a back and forth of just violence. And to get to the end, because we'll go back and dissect certain elements of this movie, so then there's all this literally just constant fighting, and it gets to the point where um, they just, they, they all right, the movie ends with everybody dies. All the main characters that you're supposed to care for, they all die, um, except for the main character. He has a showdown with the lead Japanese officer that goes on for like 10 minutes, and it's just ridiculous. And the last shot, the last minute of the movie is, they're pretty tired. I'm going I'm to go into the details later of this fight. They're pretty tired, and he plucks out both of his eyes and then kicks him off a cliff. And then the last shot of the movie is the camera. Imagine the camera's at the bottom of the cliff, and it zooms into the guy standing at the edge of the cliff. It's blurry, and he's covered in shadow, and then the movie just ends. It just says says the end. end. (laughs) It wraps up, yeah. No credits. Everybody he cared for dies. Everybody. Or, yeah, yeah. So now let's go back and talk about the insanity of this movie. Well, I'll tell you something I wasn't expecting. Because a lot of his Jackie Chan's older movies can tend to be kind of draggy, mm-hmm. not 
not a lot happens and you're kind of waiting around for the fight scenes. They're all bare bones, just connected by fight scenes. This was a nonstop fight scene, which I loved. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing I wasn't expecting in this movie was to see a new stunt that I'd never seen Jackie Chan do. And in this movie, Jackie Chan's stunt is being waterboarded. That's not a stunt. They <laughs> capture Jackie Chan, and they literally waterboard him. And there's no way that you can fake this. So it Jackie is, Chan was waterboarded in this movie. I was caught so off guard by that because it's really happening. It's brutal. It's <laughs> so brutal. Like, this is one of the darkest Jackie Chan movies I've ever seen. Probably... All of his movies, of course, were violent because it involves fighting, but this is the most violent, the bloodiest. Like, I don't, I have no recollection of any Jackie Chan movie ever having blood in it. This movie is filled with blood. Uh, for American audiences, the closest thing I can compare this to is a Grindhouse movie. This movie is filled with blood. Every time someone gets punched, bright red blood comes out of their mouth. Actually, that's usually when they die. I remember when they threw the kid at the kid, the cliff wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was a little girl. There's a part at the end. Uh, they're all waiting to rendezvous with the leader. The rebels are like, go hide. Which in is this. a trap. They by go the way. hide in this quarry and we'll meet with you. And then they're hiding there, and the Japanese soldier and his cronies show up, and then they just kill everybody, and they grab a little girl and throw her up into the rocks. They throw her like thirty feet into the <laughs> side of a cliff, and she hits it. I guess at maximum impact, and just dies instantly. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's Which just, is like it's, a <laughs> yeah. Peter Jackson um, kind of uh, and then, comic book. Oh, death. this also is the first and only movie I've ever seen Jackie Chan die in. Have you seen him ever die in a movie? Mm-mm. He gets jumped at night walking down a road, and um, they just it's just a scene where they just constantly just beat him up, and then they stab him, I think, with a sword. Somehow he makes he stays alive enough long enough to go back to camp and like tells him who killed him, and then he dies. He doesn't get to warn them about the trap. He just, yeah, yeah. So, I get, yeah, the violence in this movie was so brutal. Um, really caught me off guard. In the first, like, five minutes, there's a scene where the Japanese guards are running a checkpoint, and they're checking their body, they're patting everybody down, and one of the rebels grabs a knife and throws it into the back of a guard. Like, I just, it's just no hold barred. It's crazy. For Jackie Chan, like, again, the reason why I'm so shocked is because Jackie Chan movies are more or less family friendly. Like I could show them to a ten year old, and it's nothing they're going to be offended by, and they're going to enjoy it. So, yeah, I I give it uh, you know four to five. It was terrific. I'd give this movie probably a four out of five as well. I really I wouldn't say enjoy it, but it, I was very fascinated by its existence, and I think that was also funny. I just love watching old movies, especially these old ones, because. You know, they say, oh, we're going to film it on the lot. This movie literally looks like it was filmed in a parking lot. Yeah, there's yeah, like... There's no, the location changes are all... In the, it's all in the same area. It's all shot in the same area. Um, oh, the movie... So as I said, the movie is not so subtly um, anti-Japan. And they have this whole, like, very philosophical debate going on about... One of the characters is a professor. He's like, oh, it's better just to put her heads, bow her heads down and not fight back. And then Jackie Chan's like, you're stupid. you got to fight to death. And it's just like, I love movies that are just so over the head with a hammer, especially from back in the day. Um, and then, of course, the professor gets beat up by a gang of thugs when they come ask. Oh, they come asking for money for the prostitute that the guy was driving, the rickshaw. And he goes, we have no more money. We're so poor. We can't even eat. And they just beat the crap out of them. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So the movie, 
not so subtle commentary on how the Japanese treated the Chinese during their occupation. I would highly recommend this movie, especially. Oh, this movie is also all about help, helping your. I know it's helping your fellow countrymen. Like every time they get helps another Chinese guy, they would. Yeah, they never they never hesitate. You know, it's a great hero. So, I think, you know, I'm really curious to see where Jackie goes from this. Again, only movie I've ever seen Jackie Chan die in. During one of the climax fight scenes in the middle, where the, um, the leader of the rebels fights the second in command of the Japanese duo, there's a part where it's just so much fighting. He, um, they're while they're fighting. He grab somebody grabs a dumbbell and smashes it into his face. This movie's nuts, but I'd be really curious to hear Jackie's thoughts on this because, again, it's filled with a lot of emotion and pent up anger from that period, and that was thirty years prior. So I would be curious. I want to know Jackie A thinks it's a good movie, and B if he thinks it's yeah if he thinks it's good and if he or if he thinks it's has it's just really silly 